Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. Hey everybody, you're listening to Heather Kelly with the Indie Music Room, and I'm here this month, month of May, to introduce our Artist of the Month, Mike Rucker. Welcome, Mike. How are you today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Why don't you tell a little bit, uh, everybody, where you're from, kind of your background, so they, they know where you're from and who we're talking to. All right. Um, I'm from Illinois, a small town south of Chicago. Not exactly a small town, but from the Kankakee area. Um, grew up as a kid loving music. Had two older brothers that got me into bands like Van Halen and Aerosmith and Alice Cooper. And then they brought home these albums with these crazy guys with makeup on. Who is this? I found out this was a name called Kiss. And I've been hooked ever since. You and, know, it's uh, funny you should mention Kiss because I still have reoccurring nightmares of them from being like four years old when they came out. There was the one with the star in his face was always hiding in my hamper. I swore. Right. <laughs> but I love I loved all those bands. So then as a teenager, there were some girls that wished he was hiding in his hand in their hamper. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. So you said your brothers kind of were um, into music and, you know, got you listening and you were telling us about some of the people that um, kind of inspire you. Uh, Have you always, have you always been a musician? Did you pick it up later in life? Uh, Did you take lessons as a child? What'd you do? I got my first guitar when I was seven, Okay, but I didn't really learn how to play it or didn't really learn, bother how to figure it out until I was about 13. Right. Uh, between seven and 13, it was more just, you know, putting it on and looking in the mirror with the records blasting in the background, thinking this looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so then at 13, you know, took lessons for a short while and then just started doing everything by ear and on my own, okay. figuring out songs that I liked and then down the road writing my own stuff. Right. Did you, when did you start off in a band? Were you, was it younger in high school or later on in life or when did you start that? Yeah, it was uh, in high school. Uh, there was a band that I was in just locally here. It was a cover band. And of course, it was the 80s. Yeah. So we're doing stuff from Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Poison and that kind of stuff. Um, that lasted a few years. And then, you know, a couple different bands beyond that. But I was always interested in writing my own stuff. Cover stuff was great. Sure. It shows your influences. But I wanted to do my own stuff. You know, that's why I support indie um, artists so much. First and foremost, myself as a writer, I don't like to do covers because I can never justify what the original artist did. I can't recreate that for them. That's their song. So I want to do my own music, you know, like you do, too, you know, to represent who you are. So I the original has a special place in your heart. (laughs) That's why it's one of your favorite songs. And that's why you. I understand the want to cover something. I did an album of, of covers. Sure. But they're nothing like what the originals are. That stuff is yep. it's just paying tribute. That's all. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, where you record. I mean, obviously, I see you in your music room. Um, do you record here or do you guys go on location somewhere? It's, it's just me. Um, all you. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm home now. This is one of the rooms of the house. And this is where I have everything set up. Okay. Um, I will bring people in to kind of guest spot on things. Mm-hmm. This new album that's coming out, there are two songs. 
uh, a friend of mine named John Hebert played lead guitar on two of those songs. And lead guitar is not where I am. I, I don't excel necessarily. Okay. Okay. But uh, he does. And so I wanted to bring him in. Other than that, everything else is just me up here in my little. So you play the drums, you play bass, you play guitar. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I have some questions because I have um, in a little bit here, a few moments, we're going to listen to your first song called Colorblind. So there's some great lead guitar work in there. Now, is that your friend or is that you? That's John. Yeah. Okay. That's John. Uh, the first section is kind of a wah section, oh. wah lead. That's me. He comes in later on in the song. Okay. But he, he's a great player. Well, impressive. Where did you get all your skills from? I mean, with the drums and the bass, where did you? I don't know. You know? I, there was nobody in my family that was musical. Yeah. Um, it was just probably my love of music and listening and watching. Um, I, my friends would play. Yeah. So we would, you know, a lot of times in our teenage years, get together and fill around. And, hey, check this out. Well, how did you do that? And that kind of stuff. You learn from each other. Yeah. And you start to take it on your own. One of my best friends, fantastic guitar player, but he ends up playing country stuff. Right. You know, that's not stuff that I'm going to do. But That's not your gig. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. Everybody goes in different directions with it. Yep. I know that exactly. Uh Diversity, you know, so here's the thing is there's enough room in this whole world for every kind of music, every musician. I mean, that that's how I feel. And and with this show, I try to just showcase all, you know, indie artists. It doesn't matter what uh, genre they're coming from, but I, you know, it's a creation. So that's the goal here is to get everybody's name out there for, you know, for everyone to hear. So why don't we there's go ahead? A, oh, go ahead. There's a great quote. Um, <laughs> there are two types of music, good yes. and bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's right that's right you're gonna, if you look at my phone or anything like that the collection of music that's in there uh-huh. is really wide you know you go from anthrax to dean martin yeah you know that it's it's good stuff it's it can all be appreciated well all that you know that you seem to have a really good ear because you know you you're self-taught and played by ear but listing all that music is obviously where you you know you got your sound in the end so yeah all right with that said let's go ahead and take a listen to colorblind Hatred can take control I am colorblind 
was colorblind written by mike ruckert and um that's a nice that's a nice sound you know the station that hosts this podcast for me is based on 70s and 80s music and so you fit right in with that genre i think we're gonna have a lot of listeners there so good, good, good. stuff. good stuff tell me about your um touring experience do you go out and play a lot live no 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 um the band that i was in in high school we did a bunch of shows locally there was a about a year and a half I was in a band in Chicago and we played a few shows, but that was it. And yeah. since then, I've, there's been no touring at all. Okay. I've got two shows coming up this summer with some guys that I pulled together specifically for those shows because I wanted to promote this, this album. Yeah. Uh, John that I mentioned earlier is in the band. Um, great guys, but I don't, I, there's no touring. You know, I gave up that whole, dream of you know i'm gonna be a rock star that was my yeah. whole thing and then at some point in life the moment hits you where you say eh, maybe that's not gonna happen <laughs> so yeah you gotta, you gotta go to plan b but you still love playing music and yeah. that's where i'm i've got a job that's where i make money there's no there's not really much money to be made in music anymore right but i still love to play and i still love to record and i record now to put things out so down the road, my kids and grandkids can say, oh, he did that. Right. There's it's a it, legacy. That, it's really cool. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard of DistroKid, but that's the platform I use to get my music out there. And, you know, they even have these legacies now that you can leave to your kids. kids. So if you're getting uh, royalties per month, you know, should the day come when you pass, you can transfer those down to your family. And, you know, yeah. it comes in a little bit at a time. We're all musicians. We, we kind of get the, the budget and everything, but, but it's a right. nice side job. So don't, why don't you tell me a little bit about what Colorblind was about when you wrote that? So I've, I've, I was always one of those people who would go to concerts. And occasionally, if, when I would go to see somebody, they would start to get political. And that was a downer for me. I didn't want that. I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Just play. You know, going to concerts was your escape from yeah. all the garbage. But with everything going on, okay, so my last album was all acoustic, very mellow, very soft stuff. My wife suggested that. She's a yoga teacher. Okay. She said, Why don't you do something that uh, I can do some yoga to? It wasn't my thing, but the album turned out really well. 
Okay. This album was a complete 360. Okay. Uh, that came, that last one came out just as COVID was hitting. This one is all of the anger and frustration of the last two years. Oh yeah. And part of that anger and frustration was some of the topics that are going on mm-hmm. and racism is front and center with all the stuff that's you know in the news and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just tired of it. I don't understand why it's thrown in our faces like that. Mm-hmm. And my point in the song is I don't care what color you are. Right. I don't care about your skin color. Are you a good person? Or are you a bad person? Right. That's it. That's I a really good it. message. Yeah. And like I said, I, I don't like to, I never wanted, never pictured myself being political in my music, but there's some of that that comes through in some of these songs. Of course. Yeah. No, I, I like colorblind and I, and I like what you said about that. I think everybody feels like you do Mike that, you know, uh, the pandemic, the last two years, but in addition to what you're saying about our world's problems right now, everybody's just tired of it. So yeah. Yeah. I can see why you took all your um, aggression out on that particular song. <laughs> why don't you tell me a little bit about for a time like this? For a time like this is my version of some kind of inspirational song. Okay. Um, everybody's here for a purpose right now. Uh, people that were here in you know, the early 1900s were there for that reason, for that time. We're here now to experience what's going on. And suicide rates are off the charts right now. Mm-hmm. And what I want people to realize is they're here for a purpose. Right. And if you can find what that purpose is through counseling or through friendship or through your own breakthrough, mm-hmm. you're here for a time like this. Yeah. Find out what, you know, what the reason is, what you love to do. And go make a difference yeah. in somebody's life. Yeah. Very inspirational. You've got great music and the messages behind them are great. So let's go ahead and take a quick listen to For a Time Like This, written by Mike Rucker. Yeah. 
Time like this, Mike, another great song, great message. I'm inspired by, um, you know, what you put into the song. It's almost like what's going on in the world right now is kind of what you're writing about, and it, it suits the time perfectly. So, why don't you tell me? Yeah, you're welcome. Why don't you tell me a little bit uh, your writing process? When you write a song, do you come up with lyrics first? Do you come up with the guitar part first? I am so much more into the music than I am the lyrics. Okay. I don't. I save the, I do all the music first and I save the lyrics and melody and all that for that last, because that's my weak spot. I'm not a big fan of my own voice. I have never historically never written great lyrics. So when that part comes, when that time comes to do that stuff, I dread it. Yeah. But this time I went about it a little bit differently. I would come up with a topic like colorblind or, you know, something like that uh, control and, I would start taking notes on my phone and not necessarily trying to rhyme anything, just thoughts about what I want the song to be about full sentences, one word, whatever. And then after the music was done, I would go back and find out what I wrote about those thoughts about the topic. And from there, try to piece the lines together. It made it a lot easier. Oh yeah. 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 Writing lyrics got to be, I mean, they're intimidating to do, but, you know, you got to just, you got to make them flow. You got to make the story so people understand it and connect to it. Um, Yeah, it's good stuff. Why don't you tell me kind of what your plans are in the future? I mean, do you, do you continue on doing this for eternity? I mean, just, it's what you do or. I'll always be making music. Okay. But I think, you know, with this album coming out, I'm trying to do a lot of promotion and, uh, but after this, I've got these couple shows coming up this summer. And after that, I'm just going to lay back low. I'll record a song here and there, maybe put out a couple singles as they yeah. come to me. I don't, I put myself under a lot of pressure when I take on big projects. Yeah. It has to be done by this date because A, B, and C. Right. That's too tough. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do singles here and there, and they're not even all going to be rock. It's right. just going to be whatever I feel like playing that day or that week. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, it's just going to be a legacy for 
you know, something for my kids to listen to, my grandkids, for my wife to to pass along. Yeah. If, if I should happen to go first. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah. Tell me what you do. Like, um, do you actually print when you finish a project? Uh, do you print up through CD Baby? Do you have physical copies? Do you do the digital streaming or what do you do? I do. I go through CD Baby uh, for all the online stuff. Uh-huh. And then I go through Atomic Disc and they print the, uh, the physical CDs. Okay. And so the physical CDs, I'm old school. Yeah. I would love to do vinyl, but it's too expensive. But Very. the CDs sound so good. And what I'm finding out is nobody has CD players anymore. Right. And it's really frustrating. So I've got CDs in case people here locally want to buy them. If somebody Especially at your live shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If somebody reaches out and wants them, I'll mail them. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I've got, you know, trying to cover all bases. Yeah. Great. Why don't you tell people a little bit about your, where they can find you on your website and, and such? Sure. It's, uh, michaelrockertmusic.com that's my website okay and i'm also facebook michael uh, facebook.com slash michaelrockertmusic okay and i'm also on instagram rockertmusic okay i never jumped on instagram before my kids are like mom get with it or tiktok and snapchat and i'm like oh, ah. there are too many too many platforms yeah exactly there, there are things that I'm, I'm hearing of i heard of something last night i can't remember what it was but it was new to me. I had never heard of it. But people were like, oh, it's a thing. Okay. Right. I'm in my 50s. I don't care about that stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, you have written the last song that uh, my favorite, actually, I'm not picking favorites, but my favorite personal was God Save Me. Yeah. Uh, it, all your music to me is, is upbeat. I mean, I like it, yeah. but it's got your messages are pretty intense and cool. So tell me about God Save Me. That was uh, basically saying it kind of goes hand in hand with for a time like this. Yeah. Everybody has had their problems. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own sins. Everybody has screwed up. Oh, yeah. And it's not pointing toward one religion or another. It's just, you know, I realized a long time ago, I believe in God. Yeah. Does that mean I'm a Christian? Does that mean I'm A, B, or C? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's a personal relationship, and you have to look to somebody to pull your butt out of a bind sometimes. Yeah. And that's what this is. Um, that saved me. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, this is, I'm just curious. This is a side note. So when you write something, is your wife the first one to get to listen to it? Absolutely. 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 Has she ever shot you down or is she pretty? She's very honest. Okay. Um, She'll tell me parts she likes or parts she doesn't like. Okay. Um, But she is by far my number one supporter. That's Uh, wonderful. She's incredible. I'll be in here. Our bedroom is down the hallway. Okay. And I'll be in here working on something and I'll wrap everything up and I'll, I'll go in there and she'll say, well, how'd you do? I said, well, I think I did okay. And she'll say, can I listen? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. I get nervous when I do that with my um, my partner, too. And he's really supportive. I mean, he's he's a owner of the studio and a musician for several 50 years. But yeah, um, yeah I get the nerves when I start to show people my stuff. Because it's so, when you said, when you write your own music, you're so close to it. Yes. And it's personal that it 
you can get wounded easy. You got to have a thick skin, but it's very personal. And but she is honest, and I take what she says to heart. Yeah, because she's a big music fan as well. Right, she grew up listening to the same stuff that I did, and um, yeah. So she'll she's the, she's always the first one. Yeah, that's great. With that said, Mike, let's go ahead and listen to God Save Me.
was God Save Me, Mike. I, I like that song a lot. Again, I think it's one of my favorites I've heard so far. I did kind of uh, stalk your page a little bit and listen to some of the others. And I, and I think you've got a great package. When is your new album actually going to be released? It'll be online April 22nd. April 22nd. Yep. Yep. I got the box of CDs in the other day, so I have those. But it'll be online for, for, for the masses. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> great. And you gave us your links. We'll make sure, to, make sure to include those at the end of the podcast so people can find you. That's Did you have any questions for me? Um, you play. I listen to some <laughs> of your stuff. You, you put stuff out. So I do. You... you I'm guessing go the same route that I do. You're, you know, it's online and you do physical CDs as well. I did um, with the first two CDs, but then I was not able to the last, second two. I just went digitally because it's so expensive, yeah, but it is. Um, but I think musicians, whether it's, you know, States apart or, yeah. you know, the next street over, we're all, we all have a common link. And it uh, doesn't matter what type of music it is. Right. It's, it's this inbred kind of strangeness yeah. that, that everybody has. You're right about that. It's nice to, it's nice to meet you and oh, be another fellow musician. It's been my privilege. Thank you. Hey, those two shows you were talking about, this just um, crossed my mind. Are those private or public shows? They're public shows. They're why, don't you, why don't you uh, talk about those in case people want to? stop sure. and see you at those dates yeah they're here in kankakee like i said it's just about an hour south of chicago okay um it's the first one is going to be at the kankakee uh merchant street music festival okay that's a, a festival they have every year it's uh friday and saturday i'll be playing friday night i'm not sure on the time yet okay but friday night for that and then the second one will be in september it's called the estival festival oh fun. This, is, this is only the second year they've had it and it's going to be in September. I'm not sure on the date yet. Okay. But, uh, they have also have a Facebook page, uh, Kankakee Estival Festival. Okay, great. Maybe you can post those uh, on your site for, for people when they get closer and you've got everything Absolutely. confirmed. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's been my pleasure talking with you. Um, April 22nd is April the drop. 22nd. Okay, yes. April, April 22nd. And I hope that you stay in touch with me and, and show me well, some of your, your releases in the future, too. So I will. Thank you so much. Hey, with that said, you have a great day. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Indie Music Room. This is Heather Kelly, your host. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.